Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Ken Reed. Ken, I am thrilled to have you on the show today. Very happy to be here. Welcome. Ken is an author. He's a speaker. He's he's a man who has some answers to hundreds of questions, <laughs> at least 101. 101. One of your books, Ken, I've got this right here in front of me, 101 Things You Have Wondered About Someone in a Wheelchair. Yep, and we go into full detail. <laughs> you get into all the nitty-gritty here. Yep. Uh, folks, if you've ever wondered, and you have, come on, let's be honest, if you've ever wondered something about someone in a wheelchair, Ken's your man. He, he is answering those questions in this book. And Ken, you've got firsthand experience with this because, well, you are in a wheelchair. I've been in a chair now for 30 years. I just celebrated my 30-year anniversary. 30 years? Yep. Wow. 19, February 4th of 1990, I was injured in a car accident. Wow. And that, everything changed. Yeah. It, it on totally that day. flipped my whole world around. 1990. Yep. Car flipped over and your world flipped around. Yep. Ken, share with us just enough of that story so that people get a little appreciation for where you're coming from. Okay. In uh, 1987, I, I bowled my uh, first 300 game. I was on the professional bowlers tour. Whoa, hang on. <laughs> I know enough about bowling, Ken, to know that 300 is a perfect score. A perfect game, yep. It means every ball you threw was a strike. Yep. You bowled 300. Yep. Wow. Shall we end the podcast <laughs> no. here? I mean, that's pretty awesome. Well, it actually uh, uh, started my whole uh, career in bowling right there was when I shot the 300 game. Yeah. Then I started thinking about going professional and, and what it would really take to get there. Oh. And so I started practicing as hard as I could and kept on bowling as much as I could every, le- every league I could bowl in. I was bowling all the time, so it's uh, it was I would bowl five six nights a week, mm-hmm. just bowling in uh, in, in uh, leagues, and then I'd practice probably another good fifty games a week, just practicing trying to trying to you know, increase my game. Yeah. So, so the, you actually became a professional bowler at that point. Yeah, in in, uh, uh, in nineteen eighty seven, I uh, in nineteen eighty four, I, I I correct that nineteen eighty four is when I shot the three hundred game. Yeah. In 1987, I went pro. Okay. So I was on a pro bowlers tour for three years uh, com- you know, prior to my car accident. Uh, and so, uh, uh, and I cashed the last four out of five tournaments that we bowled in on the pro bowlers tour. And almost almost had Acura of uh, Holland Road sign me for the national tour. Wow. Yeah. And then this happened. And then the car accident, yeah. You know, Ken... I, I even write about this in my book. There's a chapter in my book titled Surprise. <laughs> it was definitely a surprise. <laughs> you, you go along through life and you're expecting a certain thing to happen and then surprise, 
you change directions. Yeah. Whether you want to do or not. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was living life on the edge, and it was just a matter of time for it got caught up for me, and that's wow. how it was. Wow. And in this accident, you uh, you became paralyzed. Yeah. We uh, I didn't have my seatbelt on, and we came around a curve. We're doing 100 miles an hour in a 1987 Corvette. Came around the corner wow. and hit the hit the ditch and flipped it into over end four or five times. I flew out through the top of the T roof and landed about 150 feet from the from the car in a ditch. Wow. I broke all my ribs, lacerated my liver, suffered a closed head injury, broke my collarbone in four or five places, broke my back in the T4 T5 area, and suffered a closed head injury. But other than that, I was fine. Wow. Uh, other than that, <laughs> I, just you know. <laughs> A few major injuries is all. Flesh wounds, you know. Oh, man. And and your life changed at that point, and yeah. you got to start learning some of the material for your book. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a starting the whole life really overall, overall again because uh, you have to learn how to, how to get up, get out of bed, or, or transfer into your chair, or even push a chair. I mean, yeah. all that stuff is not just, uh, you, know, uh, you know, just hunky-dory which is go but it's right. a, it's a learn it's a learning curve all the way around ah. Ken I've had a lot of people on the show who like yourself have had a surprise in life mm -hmm. their the whole course trajectory of life changes you get to refigure rethink relearn come up with all kinds of workarounds um, and you've done this and we could probably spend our whole time together talking about what you've learned from that. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, though, about this book. Uh, and I don't know if, if this is the direction you were expecting to go today, but this book is called 101 Things You Have Wondered About Someone in a Wheelchair. You've also got a book called Choose a Lane. Right. Going back to the bowling analogy, mm -hmm. but applying that to life in some ways that could be helpful for anyone. Right. Yeah. Whether they're a bowler or a wheelchair athlete or or whatever they're doing. Just a different way of thinking about things. You know, yeah. Thinking, thinking things through. You know. Here's what I'm appreciating about your book, The 101 Things. You have wondered about someone in a wheelchair. You know that people have questions. Oh, yeah. You can see it in their eyes, can't you? Yep. <laughs> and uh, most, most of the time I'll just ask them, you know, especially these kids... The little kids are just the, the most inquisitive ones, and their mom will tell, "Oh no, don't talk to them. Don't, don't, don't ask them that." I'll say, "Whatever yeah. you want to ask me, ask me. I'll, I'll answer. I'll answer your question. What do you need?" Right. <laughs> What's better, leaving that question unanswered, or just being open and authentic and honest? Oh yeah, I mean, because the child doesn't know. All they do is they see the wheelchair, but they want to know, "How did that happen? I mean, what, what, what? You know, why do you use a wheelchair? What?" What puts you in the wheelchair? And I mean, they've got yeah. they've got a thousand questions and stuff. But you know, it's it's just the way you approach it, and you and you let the child know that you know, you know, things happen in life, but you have to keep on going. Right. Yeah. And it's okay to have those questions. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And your approach is so refreshing because you're you're just saying, hey, I know you got questions. Let's just take them on. Yep. Let's answer the questions. And you don't have to do that with any level of embarrassment or shame or anything else. Well, it took a little time to get over the embarrassment part of it. <laughs> and well, um, my wife was a little bit uh, hesitant when we went into the into the book too, and she was, but she was the one that pushed me the whole way. 
to get the book out because she says people want to know and we need right. to let them know. Right. And so I was like, wow, okay. It's a really opening up a, a big can of worms here. And she, mm. goes, she goes, Ken, I just think that, you know, that book needs to be written. The, the authenticity, the vulnerability, these are the things that are catching my attention about this, Ken. You're not trying to pretend that you're not in a wheelchair. No. Uh, it would be hard to pretend that you're not, <laughs> right? Especially when you, in fact, this interview today. Um, you listeners might have picked up on a little different audio quality than we normally have because I'm not on my dynamic mics. The elevator wasn't working at my office today. Well, that's an issue that's when convenient. I'm on the second yeah. floor, right? And, and Ken, we made arrangements to meet at my home, which happens to be fully accessible. Um, so we got you up the ramp and here we are. Yep. Uh, talking in my home. You can't pretend that it's not happening. And what what occurred to me about this, Ken, we've all got whatever our own version is of a wheelchair. Everybody's got a disability, believe it or not, somewhere in their family or, or yeah. themselves. You know, even though right. they might be totally able-bodied and walking around and stuff like that, everybody's got a, a disability that, that's hidden or, or that they, you know, they try to keep hidden. You know, as much as I can. So it's, you know, a, a disability is, you know, uh, something we all face. Right. And what if we were to be a little more open and authentic about that? And rather than trying to hide it or pretend that it's not there, like you've done with this book, just take it on. Yeah. A lot of people, the vulnerability, I think, of, of letting someone know that they're disabled, you know, I think that's one of the, the big... Uh, uh, hidden hidden things in you know in life is that people yeah. don't want people to know that they're disabled but you know with me I've got a wheelchair I mean I'm I'm rolling around and stuff I want people to see me I want to be seen yeah because you know, I'm 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 Ken I'm Ken Reed and that's who you're, I am <laughs> you're not a guy in a wheelchair no, I'm Ken Reed you're Ken Reed and you've got a story and you've got some some things in your history that people will never know about unless they talk to you you read your books right um, and and your willingness to be vulnerable puts you in a position now where people can get to know you. Yeah, yeah. I try I try to let people know that you know I'm a wide open book. You're going to ask me the question, you're going to get the answer. You might not like it, but you're going to get the answer. Yeah, because <laughs> some of it's not pretty. Some of it's not. I mean, some of it in life is. I mean, from the disability point of it, I mean. There's a lot of things that people don't realize that happen for somebody that's in a that's in a wheelchair or disabled or or has that disability. They don't know what they go through every day of their life right. and what they go from waking up in the morning until they go to bed at night. There's, I mean, it's it's a full time job. Right. Ken, do you have a few favorites? A few favorites? Oh, um, let's <laughs> see. <laughs> of the answers that you've given to the common questions yeah a lot a lot of people will ask me um have i ever fallen has my wheel ever fallen off of my wheelchair uh, that's a good question yes my wheel has fallen off of my wheelchair there's quick release axles on these wheelchairs so if you don't get the axle in all the way uh -huh. the wheel can start rolling away you know starting to start moving out from the back side right. of the wheelchair and yeah you can wind up on the ground if you're not watching where it's going so yeah and a, a little child asked me asked me that and said 
has your wheel ever fallen off? I said, that's a good question. And yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> and did, did this kid follow up with, and then what happened? Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, well, then what'd you do? And, and that's the thing is that you're, you're paralyzed. And so you got to find a way to get out of your wheelchair, put the wheel back on, and then get back in your chair. And that's what they call the floor-to-chair transfer, from the floor to the chair. Yeah. And we actually just shorten it. We call floor-to-chair. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, if it's a it's a big it's one of the hardest transfers that anybody in a wheelchair can ever act, you know, actually do. It's yeah. it's being able to get yourself from the ground to your wheelchair, because if you're sitting on the ground for long periods of time, you can actually get a a, a sore or a pressure sore or something like that, which would be really bad. Wow. Things that you wouldn't necessarily think about if you hadn't actually been there. Exactly. Ken, I'm sure that there's some other fun things that we can do with this in our conversation today. When we come back from this break, folks, we'll we'll continue this conversation. This is Ken Reed at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Ken Reed today at Live on Purpose Radio. Ken, you've written a couple of books now. Yep. And you've got some other materials, audio and, and print materials that help people to to do what I refer to as live on purpose. Yeah. That's the name of our show here today. Uh, you are a great example, by the way, of someone who can um, take the surprises of life, and this is the short version of the story, okay? Mm-hmm. Figure out what to do about that and live on purpose anyway. Yeah, when I, when I speak to, to audiences and stuff, I let them know that you know, life goes on. It's not, it's not you know, just because you got disabled or you're on a car accident or whatever, it's not that life is over. Yeah, there's a way to go on. There's more to life than just that. It it changes. Yeah, it definitely changes. It's not but, over yet. But you just have to re, you have to adjust. You have to you know change with with you know with life. I mean, because even if you're not disabled, I mean, you still have to change with life because it's it's going to throw you curveballs every chance you get. Right. Exactly. It's, you said curveballs. That's a little different sport than you used to play. Yeah. Although. In bowling, you can make that thing curve. I want that ball to hook as much as it can, yeah. And you put a good spin on it so that it gets the traction at just the right place yep. and, and takes down all the pins. Um, your other book, can we go there for a minute? Sure. Uh, you wrote a book called Choose a Lane. 
And I love this because it's a mini book. Right. <laughs> um, I've got a mini book called Portable Positivity. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just fun to have one that'll fit in your pocket and you can take easily wherever you're going with you. Yep. Um, choose a lane. Now, there's an image on the front of this um, of a bowling lane. Right. And uh, when, I, when I do life coaching with people, sometimes we talk about, well, choose a lane, meaning pick a direction you want to go. Right. But I'm thinking about the bowling analogy and how on the side of the bowling lane, and you've probably never encountered these, Ken, bowling at the level. Gutter balls. Uh, There's a gutter, (laughs) right? There's a rut over there that you get stuck in, and and you're not going to knock down any pins uh, when your ball ball goes over there. And as you and I were chatting um, during the break, you know, you mentioned that sometimes we get stuck in a rut. Yeah, everybody everybody gets stuck in ruts, and they, they don't... Sometimes they don't even realize it. It takes something that uh, a big a big event or even a traumatic event like what I was in, a you know, car accident, to yeah. actually change your life and make, your, make you start thinking there's more life than what I was doing. The way you're framing that sounds like maybe it's not a bad thing that stuff like this happens. Yeah, I mean, from where I was at that point in my life, I was drinking all the time. I was, you know, partying. I was just having a, a, a good old time. And I wasn't really worried about the consequences of my actions and what I was doing. Really? I mean, I was driving driving home drunk, you know, in a car. And I, you know, I wasn't worried about what was, what was going to happen to me. But what would wow. have happened to other people if I had if I'd run into them and killed somebody? Yeah. I and mean, I didn't even think about those consequences. Didn't even cross your mind. Didn't even cross my mind. I was more worried about getting caught with a DUI or or, or you know running into the mailbox. You know, I wasn't worried about killing somebody or, or having that you know, that happen. And it it actually did change my life the whole way around. You know, that wow. I, I think about that now. You were stuck in a rut. You didn't even realize you were stuck in it. Exactly. Exactly. Until this thing happened, and it was a big wake-up call for you. It was, and I was I was given a second chance. Wow. It was huge. That is one of the recurring themes that comes up on this show. How uh, life is going in a direction, you're not even fully aware of the dangerous rut that you're in until the surprise comes. Yeah. In your case, it was a car accident that uh, caused some paralysis in your body mm-hmm. that you can't ignore. <laughs> Definitely. But it also opened your eyes to the rut that you were in, which enabled you then to start a, a process of getting out of that rut. Exactly. And everyone, everyone, like I said, everyone gets into those ruts, but they don't even realize they're in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just takes takes a little bit of time to realize that you're that you're living life wrong, and mm. you need to actually look at what you're doing to make yourself better. Wow. Do we have to get paralyzed? No, no, you do not. <laughs> okay, so this isn't required? <laughs> this is not a requ- requirement. No, um, I would say it's more along the lines of, you know, what are you doing in your life that doesn't seem to be right? I mean, what are you doing in your, it could, your, it could be your marriage, or, or you're dealing with your children, you know, mm-hmm. what are you doing that constantly seems to actually mess things up? And that's what you need to look at that. 
did that cause, was that rut that you're in of how you're always yelling at your, your, your child or how you're always having a fight with your, your wife about packing the dishwasher or, or washing the dishes or, or you know, vacuuming the floor or whatever? Yeah. You know, is it the way you're doing it or is it how you're actually approaching things that you need to possibly look at? Maybe I'm in a rut that I'm not doing it the way you know, that, that should be done. You know? Mm-hmm. People are willing to give you feedback about that if you'll A leave. lot of times they'll give you... A, my wife will give me a lot of feedback on what I'm doing. <laughs> ah, but you have to be humble enough or, or vulnerable enough to, to hear it. you got to look at it from both sides. I mean, here I'm thinking I'm doing a great job because I'm, you know, washing the dishes. Well, if you leave food on the dishes and putting them in the dishwasher and doesn't fully get cleaned... It defeats the purpose of doing the dishes, doesn't it? Mm. And that's what my wife's trying to point out to me, okay, Ken? It's great you did the dishes, but you didn't quite do it right. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to give you a little bit of helpful feedback there. Yeah, which comes back to what we talked about in the first half of the show. Being being willing to be vulnerable means that, that you're also open uh, to input from sources that might help you get a little heads up without having to be paralyzed first. Yeah, a little bit of criticism helps a lot of people. I mean, and you got to be able to take the criticism. I mean, if you're going to give it out, you definitely got to be able to take it. And I'm sure, mm. you know, that, that that little bit of criticism, they're trying to help you. They're not trying to, to put you down all the yeah. time. They're trying to let you know, hey, you could do this better. What would be your advice, Ken? The title of the book, the the second book that we've been talking about here, Choose a Lane. That's kind of the advice, I guess. Um, What would you advise people to do to to get on a, a path or a lane that's going to be successful for them? You can change your direction at any time. All you need to do is just stop and say, wait a minute. My life is not going the way, the way I want it to go. And stop and make that change. Have the courage to do it. I mean, it, I, know, I know it's scary. I know that you may be thinking, oh, I just can't, you know, I just can't stop everything and make, it, make changes. Yeah. But you have to do it or you're going to stay in the rut that you're in. This is brilliant. It's simple. Simple and easy aren't the same thing. Right. You're saying just stop. Be honest with yourself about what path you're on. What, what lane are you in or rut, as the case may be. Maybe you're in the gutter right now. Right. Uh, it's not too late to make a change. If you're, living, if you're living life and it's not going the way that you want it to go, then make that change. Have the courage to do it. There's, in my book, it's, I, I live by four C's. Hmm. You know, the first one is choice. Everybody has a choice in their, in their life that they can make make a change, okay? The second C is change. Have the courage to make that change. And the mm. third one's challenge. Challenge yourself to bigger and better things. And what was the last one? I can't remember all four of my C's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've said at least four, I think. <laughs> the, the challenge, you know, what that, what that just triggered for me, Ken, is... It's going to be difficult if you're going the right direction. Right. And you, and you, but if you're not going the right direction, even if you've chosen the wrong direction, you still have the ability 
to make that change. Right. And choice. I love that you started with choice because until you see it as a choice, it's not. Right. Uh, I think just the awareness of that makes a huge difference. That maybe you've got some ability to choose the direction that you're going. Yeah, it's you know life. Life is going to throw you curveballs, like I said, and so it you know you've got to be ready to make it change and adjust with life, because yeah. it's not going to stay the same. If anything about life is 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 uh, you know, permanent, and that's that it's going to be changing. It's in constant flux, and that's why we get the surprises. Yeah. Don't be surprised when life hands you a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Can I even say that? <laughs> be re- that be ready. Be ready to make that that adjustment. Expect to be surprised <laughs> yeah. and be ready to make the adjustments. Oh, Ken, you've got me thinking about a number of different uh, applications for what we've talked about here today. I think it's powerful, and I love your story because here's a great example of how. You take whatever life gives you, you figure out what you need to figure out, apply some basic principles like like humility, openness, vulnerability, um, and you can actually turn it into something that's very rewarding. Yeah, where where I work for the Utah Center for Assistive Technology, we actually you know work with a lot of disabled individuals that we try to help them see that there is more to life and they can make that adjustment and that, that they can you know continue living a good a good and and fulfilling life and dare i say even better than what you had going before when you were in the rut definitely i mean i i look at my life now i would not change a thing and i would go through it all again just to meet my wife ah and i hope vicky's listening right now Ken, thank you so much for your contributions here today. Before I turn you loose, I want to make sure that people know where to find you. Okay. You've got a website. Tell us what we can find there. It's uh, Ken at, at KenryConsulting.com. And uh, it's, a, uh, it's a website that I'm working on right now. I've got to actually get some changes done on it. Uh-huh. But, uh, it's, a, it's a work in progress. Always a work in progress. Yeah. But the, the email is functional, Ken, yep. at KenReadConsulting.com. Read is spelled R-E-I-D. Yep. Uh, that's an important little detail. Yes. <laughs> KenReadConsulting.com. That's awesome. And you're available uh, for speaking engagements. Sure. Uh, uh, your books, obviously, are, are available. Um, right. You can buy, my, buy the 101 questions you want uh, on uh, Amazon. Just put in 101 questions, it'll, it'll pull up Ken Reed. And then uh, nice. the other book, The Choose Lane, though, that one was not, that was self published, so you'll need to contact me if you want a copy of that one. So you're going to have to chase them down, folks, right. if you want a copy of the mini book. Ken, thank you so much for what you've shared here today at Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you for inviting me. You guys have heard it now, it's time for you to go live on purpose. Mm-hmm.